Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, the moment is finally here for our final predictive 2023 NFL mock draft. With 24 hours to go until draft night, we are bringing you all of the sources, all of the information, the rumors, what we think is real, what we think isn't, all to the culmination of a final first round mock draft. We're going to tell you what we think your team is going to do on draft night picks one through 31 i'm trevor sycamore with me as always is connor rogers let's ring the bell welcome to the opening bell of the nfl stock exchange podcast i'm trevor sycamore that is connor rogers joining you with just about 24 hours until night one kicks off of the 2023 NFL Draft. Connor, I'm so pumped, man. I know I it's a cliche that I start all these podcasts saying I'm excited, we're about to have fun, this is awesome, but it is. It's all of those things, man. We're 24 hours out, and here we are giving the people our final predictive mock draft, giving them all the rumors, all the sources, all whatever we are hearing of what's going to happen on night one. Buddy, I can't wait to get, get this one going with you. I am truly and I meet it, excited for it. To be fair, no, two things. One, that is absolutely your personality, and I love it. Like, we, you come in, there's never like, ah, we're recording a podcast today, wish we were somewhere else. It's always like, this is awesome, everything's awesome, we're going to have a blast, and I think it's what people, one of many <laughs> things people love about you, Trevor, and something I genuinely appreciate. Number two, it's draft week. Like, we have done how many months of preparation of this draft class to get to this moment? This is our... Our final goodbye. I mean, I know we'll do the grades and we'll get to talk about all the players a lot on NFL teams, which is an amazing transition. But this is our last opportunity to maybe dream big or play with scenarios at hand. And the great hope for every fan base still exists. So how can you not be excited for our final mock draft of the 2023 NFL draft class? How can you not be romantic about mock drafts, right? It's quote money, Paul. Uh, That's right. Th- this is our final predictive mock. So you guys, like Connor said, have heard us do so many different mock drafts over the last couple of months. We've been telling you what we would do. We've been telling you a little bit of what we think is going to happen, but we knew we were going to save all of our good sources, all of our good info, all of our good what we're feeling until this episode. So we're going to work through this one together. Normally, Connor and I will go back and forth, odds and evens, but we're going to work through the entire first round and we're going to tell you what we believe is going to happen, whether a team is staying there, whether a team was going to move up or down, who we think that they are debating, and then ultimately make a selection for all 31 spots. Connor, before we get this one going, though, I did want to have a little bit of fun. I wanted to go back to the very first mock draft that you and I did for the 2023 NFL draft cycle. And 
I'll have our producer, Ryan, go grab the screenshots that he made for us. This is all the way back in September, beginning of September. And I wanted to just read it off. I'll read it off for the audio only listeners. But then I wanted us to kind of go back and forth before we got our final mock draft underway to see how much has changed really between September and now. So number one overall, we had the Atlanta Falcons. Sorry, Atlanta Falcons. Selecting Bryce Young. So Yeah, you wish. <laughs> I think we're one for one, though. I think we're one for one there. Let, let me tell you something. When you sent me this, I was like, damn, it's pretty <laughs> good. Like, I, I've done way worse than this in previous years. Way worse. I'll just say that. I was like, you know what? Maybe we're getting the hang of this thing. This is why people get in on the pod early. That's why you got to listen in September so you can be there to tell all your friends and family members about these draft picks. So anyways, Falcons taking Bryce Young at number one overall. We had CJ Stroud going number two to the Houston Texans. Could actually happen. Jalen Carter going to the Lions at three. Will Anderson going to the Seahawks at four. Both of those spots could actually happen. Jets but isn't going it funny? We had the Lions and Seahawks here in their original picks. Not 18 and 20. I mean, not the traded picks. That's, we had the Lions. Like, that's the hilarious part of this. That's very true. That's very true. The disrespect of the oh, New York Jets here. such haters. At number five, we had them taking Miles Murphy. Had Jackson Smith and Jigba going to the Jags at number six. Um, Peter Skaronsky going to the Panthers at seven. Broderick Jones to the Bears at eight. Keely Ringo to, I believe that's the Giants. Uh, it's tough to make out this yeah. logo, but I believe it's the Giants. It's the Giants. At, at number nine, Cam Smith to the Washington Commanders. At number 10, Paris Johnson Jr. to the Steelers at 11. The Steelers wish they could get Paris Johnson Jr. We'll get to that. They might try to trade. You know, maybe we'll for get, him, but for someone. We'll get to that a little bit. Uh, Quinn Johnston to the Vikings at 12. Andre Carter to the Eagles at 13. Yikes. Um, That's a miss. <laughs> Brian Brzee to the Raiders at 15. Antonio Johnson to the Patriots at 15. Michael Mayer to the Titans at 16. Um, Siaka Ika. To the Houston Texans at 17 with their second overall, with their second selection in the first round. Trenton Simpson uh, to the Eagles at 18. Kayshawn Butte to the Ravens at 19. Don't think that was happening. B. B. John Robinson. To be fair, to be fair, I don't know if that one was on us. B. John Robinson to the Cardinals. Never on us. Let's make that very clear. It's true. It's never our fault. We never missed on the pick. (laughs) Glad Glad you clarified that. How about this one? Anthony Richardson, 21 to the Seattle Seahawks. And pretty he's good. on the board. And he's on the board for him at number five. Uh, pretty good. I mean, how many September seventh mock drafts were you reading with Anthony Richardson in them? Especially with him going to the Seahawks, which he might actually go to the Seahawks in twenty four hours. We'll see. Oh, wait, two more selections for for us to dunk on the people. Hold on, <laughs> Anton Harrison <laughs> to the Chargers at twenty two. Garrett Williams to the Miami Dolphins at twenty three. Oh, double whammy. Well, number one. Garrett Williams legitimately would have had like fringe first round hype. Maybe if he didn't get hurt, I really I do agree. believe that, but the do- Dolphins not even having this pick is wild plot twist. <laughs> Number 24 folks, the Colts were on the clock on this mock draft and we stayed true to ourselves before we even knew what staying true to ourselves meant. Will Levis on September 7th, you were destined to be a Colt. And we had it here in this mock draft. At 24. Wow. We absolutely love to see it. The Cowboys at 25, Cooper Beebe from Kansas State. He's not in this draft class. 26, Isaiah Foskey to the Cincinnati Bengals. Tanner McKee going 27 to the Lions. A little bit of a miss there. Uh, Jordan Addison going to the Green Bay Packers at 28. Ja'Kalen Roy 
going to the Kansas City Chiefs at number 29. Arik Gilbert, salute. There, there he is. Er, early listeners of the pod know. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, yeah, that's a beauty. To my Buccaneers. I made this pick, that, right? That's the best part. Like, Tre- Trevor is just full control here, like full Matt rule in this situation. He's got full control. He takes his guy for his team. I mean, there's just you couldn't even find a way to blame me for that one. There's just not even an out. It's the game of clue. It hey, was Trevor. Listen, just wait on it. All right. Everybody sees what Hakeem Butler's doing in the XFL. All right. He's going to make the jump back to the NFL. Going to be an absolute star. That's just going to happen with a Reed Gilbert. All right. Never wrong. Just early, folks. So, Reed Gilbert at 30, and then Jordan battled the safety from Alabama going to the Buffalo Bills at number 31. That's This is a fun look back, man. And honestly, really is. a lot more similar to, I think, the mock that we're going to put out here in this episode than I would have bet on when we were saying, hey, looks, let's look back on it in September. I think when you break it down, it's it's this is a – decent hit rate and you look at the guys it's more important to focus on the guys where they they didn't go right right like you look at Keely Ringo I mean it's not even that egregious though Keely's still gonna go in the top two rounds like right. I look at like Andre Carter right a guy that was yeah. not really recruited he has a breakout for army he's just two years away and I, and, you know, we just over projected him where we thought he was a year away and mm. he's going to put lower body weight on and be able to really develop as a real pass rusher. And there's a lot to like about Andre Carter. He's just now more of that third to fourth round developmental guy where when we did this, we were thinking he takes the big leap. Ika didn't have the season we had hoped for. No. And we've documented the issues with Boutte. Right. Um, Cooper Beebe just went back to school. He's a good player. I really think, I he's think so a, too. I think he's a right. very good player. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing too wild on this one. Um, it's just funny that the top dogs like Bryce and CJ and Jalen Carter and Will Anderson and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Peter Skaronsky are still the top dogs. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I, it's it makes me feel really good about going into summer where I'm like, damn, that was a really valuable exercise spending month after month over summer getting to know this draft class and not just tearing the whole thing up after three months. I'm not gonna lie, man. A week ago, two weeks ago, I was already starting to think about summer scouting. I, I really oh, was. And, and, dude. and how excited we are to dig into that just to introduce people to a lot of next year's class as well because there's already a lot of notable names that we're going to get to. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. We've got one final predictive mock draft here on this show that we're going to run through. So let's do it. Connor, let's fire up the PFF mock draft simulator, which yep, you guys yep. can do as well. If you want that bad boy fully unlocked, this is the best time to do it. You got a promo code draft 40 draft. Four zero that you could type in over at pff.com if you don't have a subscription right now and you will get 40% off a yearly subscription. So that's just not, that's not just the fully unlocked mock draft machine. That's all the stats. That's all the fantasy football tools. That's the betting tools as well. Like you get all of this stuff for one subscription. You get 40% off of it for an entire year. Best time to go get it. Draft 40, D-R-A-F-T four zero over at pff.com. Carolina Panthers on the clock at number one overall. Uh, outside of Will Levis on Reddit be- becoming GameStop and wow, yeah, somehow manipulating sports books at number one. I mean, before that happened this week, Bryce Young was like minus twenty four hundred to go number it, one. They overall. just took the board down most places. Yes, 
Like so, they just wipe the board. They're like, yeah, you can't bet on this anymore because why would we take any losses anymore? It's going to be free money. Uh, hopefully, you got in on Bryce Young when it was plus money back when CJ Stroud was thought. I'll tell to you where I have Trevor. I got Bryce. I want to say in October or November at plus two seventy five. Oh, you king! Um, but I mean, I have my misses from them too. But I always do a number one overall pick bet usually in October or November. I was worried about the height and weight, but I like those odds. He's just, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be it'll be fun to do that again. I mean, it's not going to be fun next year because Caleb's going to get more hype than we've seen, you know, really since Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, well, we'll we, see. we need we need some quarterback to come in hot for the first couple months Drake of the May. season. And then yeah. when they, right. And then when they put up the initial odds, I need Caleb to be Drake like, Caleb. not minus money. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. We, no, there, there's, when the lines open every year for number one overall, there is pretty much free money to be made. Even if it's, even if Caleb opens at like minus 150, you still kind of take that. So yeah, I mean, we, we think Bryce is going number one overall. We've expected that for a long time. And yep. that's what kind of makes the draft get interesting at number two. Yeah, so number two overall, I mean, this is this is where the draft begins, right? That's the cliche that everybody's talking about, but this is truly the case. Uh, I've heard anything from Tyree Wilson to yeah. Will Anderson to C.J. Stroud to Will Levis to Anthony Richardson, those five players being on the board for the Houston Texans. Connor, I'm curious, what have you heard recently about what the Houston Texans might do, and then what is your best bet of that group? I remember when we sat down at the combine and something I told you before we ever recorded was I was like, dude, I was like, I keep hearing Tyree Wilson could be the first defensive player off the board. And mm-hmm. it was not about the Texans at all. It was about Arizona. And we were, you know, right. you were like, oh, wow. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I was like, they just the length, the explosiveness, the strength. Um, you know, some people were really dissecting Will Anderson differently than we typically had for a while. That was the beginning of it. I didn't expect it to grow to this. Like I, when I said that on that podcast of the combine, I really believed he can go third overall. Mm. I am pretty convinced that he's going number two. Uh, now, now, why it's not a ninety-nine percent or hundred percent is that the Texans are in a place that everybody's on this different timeline. I, I mean, the owner is probably sitting like convincing an owner that you are not taking a quarterback at two when you've been trotting out the likes of Davis Mills and you're trying to get butts in the seats and sell tickets and jerseys and sell hope is very hard to do, that the owner yep. can always come over the top here on Casario and D'Amico Ryans. But ultimately, I think D'Amico's presence and power and brain and logic think it wins out here. I, Trevor, I am thinking Tyree Wilson is the pick at two. I'm curious where your brain is at, though, on this one. So this is what I've heard from this week. I've heard that McNair wants a quarterback. I've heard that Casario wants Will Anderson. And I've heard that D'Amico Ryans is very intrigued by Tyree Wilson. Now, I didn't hear like the full conviction, like D'Amico's 100% Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson. But that was the three, that was, those were the three paths that I heard. But then John McClain, who we had on our guest mock draft series last year, feels like the godfather of all things Houston Texans. He said on a radio show today, which is Wednesday, that the Texans aren't actually split, that they are in sync about what they want to do, and that they will do that at number two. I think it's Will. Man, you do. Okay. Wh- I do. Will, I do which think will? it's Will. I think it's Will Anderson. Will Anderson. I think it's Will Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Be- and here's why. And here's why. 
They're going to say Levis. I'm just, and I think it's Tyree. What a scramble. So here's, here's why I think that it's Will Anderson or potentially Tyree Wilson. One of those two guys. I think it's a defender at number two. I think that Casario believes that he can get the player that he wants on the defensive side of the football at number two. And then I, I think he believes that the Cardinals aren't going to get the offer that they want to trade Mm -hmm. back. Therefore, if they don't take a quarterback at two Cardinals, don't take a quarterback at three Indy takes one at four. There's a chance that if Seattle doesn't take one at five, we know that Detroit's probably not taking one at six. I think that the Raiders have moved on from taking a quarterback in this class. I I I don't think that they take a quarterback. So then Atlanta is sitting there at number eight and we'll get to Atlanta, but I think that Atlanta is a team that's going to be looking to trade back a little bit. If that's the case, Houston's got the ammo to move up from 12 to eight and Atlanta doesn't want to move too much too far back. They just want to, they just want to get a couple of extra picks. So I think Casario is convincing himself. We get the defender we want it to, and then we stay aggressive for a quarterback when one or two of them drop. It's my thoughts. I think we are very aligned that this pick is not a quarterback. Right. And with the caveat that an owner can always win out, but that's bad business for an owner to come over the top. I mean, it would be good business, in my opinion, if it was CJ Stroud, but we know they're just not doing that everything mm-hmm. we've heard for a long time. And I feel like uh, Lance Zerline, who not only does just an incredible job for NFL.com, but also an incredible handle on the Houston market has been, was the first one that hint this out. Like, Hey, Houston can go non quarterback at two. Yeah. Uh, and I know people called him crazy weeks ago. People did. People and did. Look at now. I, I will say, I think it's going to be Tyree Wilson. You think it's going to be Will Anderson. We can put Will Anderson in the slot. Like, I have no problem with that. I like that we are aligned that it's not a quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a quarterback, but I really, I don't have a feeling one way or the other. I've heard Tyree more than I have heard Will. Me too. I just, I just at the end of the day, it's hard for me to admit that somebody's going to take Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson. It's really hard for me to admit that. But I... If, yeah. if you've got conviction on Tyree, if you've got more conviction than I do, we can go with it because I, I this is kind of a coin flip here. I think it's one of these two dudes. It is. I, I think if it's close, also I think we it. should go Anderson. If it's close, I think we should go Anderson. But if you've got a ton of conviction for Tyree, we can go that way. I won't push too far on it. I think the benefit of it is that no matter which one we go, I think Arizona goes the other, right? Uh, mm, no, or you don't think that. I don't. I do have. I do have one note on Arizona. Yeah. Um, I do have one note on Arizona when we get to them. That is away from those two. But man, I'm curious to hear what you think about Arizona now. So let's not make the pick yet. Let's talk through Arizona. You. So what is your take that why like which one do they like? Do you think out of these two? I think they'd rather have Will Anderson. Yeah, they like the, I know they like the floor of Will Anderson. That's something I've heard. I think they're going to draft Paris Johnson Jr. Okay, okay. So you've come around on that's been a like a late buzz item. Late. I've I wants him. Right, I've talked with some people in the know. Okay. And wow. Paris Johnson Jr. had a great visit, visited Arizona. They had him in for a top 30 visit. Um, 
I know that the, the reports are out there that Kyler's pushing for it. And here's another thing. If Arizona really believes that they're a ways away, and they should be because that roster is poop, pardon my language, um, you've got to build through the trenches. So I know that that doesn't necessarily take any of e- either of the edge rushers off the table, but Arizona just signed Kyler Murray to a massive contract. Kyler Murray just got hurt. Arizona had the 30th ranked offense, according to PFF overall grades last year. Offensive line. I I should have said they had the 30th ranked offensive line. I think they're going to want to go off into trenches. I think they're going to want to do everything they can to put the best offensive line in front of Kyler, especially seeing him get hurt and knowing how much money they're, they're paying him. If if there if there is any belief that Kyler's going to be on this team long term, I think this is Paris Johnson Jr. and I do believe that that's Man. where they're thinking. I like Paris. I think they are absolutely bananas if that's where they go. I just uh, that's I and it's been a hot ticket this week. There's no doubt about that. I think he's the favorite now. Is he? Well, the fit. The problem with the betting market is it is heavily influenced by. Reddit rumors and public opinions, which Reddit <laughs> is definitely a part of that rather than concrete data, info and projections for sure. Um, OK. Man. I, think, I would be I, I think I have a little bit more conviction on Tyree at two, but I will I would okay. go Paris at three Then I think we split the difference then. Right. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. If yeah. you got the conviction for Tyree at two, let's go Tyree at two. Um, and then. We will go Paris Johnson at three. So then who do you wow, think it is? At four? Oh, well, let me drop in too. What I did here at three, but it wouldn't be mm-hmm. my pick. It's just something I've heard like is more of a talking point than anybody wants to admit um, is that Arizona does love Witherspoon. Like they view I know, him as, I heard that too. They like, they view him as one of the best players in the draft. And like the conversation was that like, everybody knew the conversation around them was Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson. And the thing like I, I was stopped and they're like, well, also, Witherspoon's in that combo. Like, don't just disclude him from that combo. Um, but I like your buzz about Paris Johnson. That man, that's that's a game changer here. So yeah. to, to update everybody, we do have the draft right now going Bryce Young, Tyree Wilson, Paris Johnson Jr. Yep. That's wild. Four. Four. Who you got? We got three okay. quarterbacks on the board this, at four. This is my biggest brain one rather than info. Like I, I'm, I'm very confident Bryce Young's going number one overall. If I had to lean at two, I've had a Tyree Wilson lean for a, a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really deferring to you at three because I, I don't, I didn't have that info on Paris, but like I also have not been told that's not true. It right. definitely makes sense. Yeah. Four with the Colts. This is what I keep coming back to. Ian Rappaport also, hold on. I just wanted to throw this in there. Ian Rappaport, who doesn't really tweet these things unless he knows, also said on Wednesday, Paris Johnson Jr., ex- I, I believe the words were expected to be the first offensive tackle off the board. So if you figure that's going to be the case, he's going high. He's he's going pretty dang high. So Yeah, he is, for sure. So all we've heard with the Colts is Will Levis for – are we bringing are we bringing destiny home september 7th in this scenario cj stroud fell to four Mm -hmm. the the stuff around stroud right now is so hard to get a handle on yeah i mean i just the guy the guy's tape is so good 
uh, there's not character issues with CJ Strouds. Like it's it's very teams are just not as high on him as everyone else. I it's very odd. Anyway, I just go back to what I thought. The Colts, there being no buzz about Anthony Richardson in this spot and Ballard valuing traits above all else, Steichen coming from Philadelphia and understanding the importance of a running threat in this era of football. This is a total gut feel, total gut feel, and I will go your way if you have info. I mean, I can't fully buy Will Levis being here with how much buzz there is around it. I keep coming back to Anthony Richardson in this spot. I really do. And it's all gut feel. It's all gut feel. I mean, there's also history feel, knowing what Ball- the quarterbacks Ballard has liked in the past and knowing what Steichen's done with the offense. Mm-hmm. I just, man, it's just fascinating to me that all we've heard with this team is Will freaking Levis. It's, it's a red flag. I think... I might get burned for this. I think Levis is a pawn. I think I think 100%. I think I think Levis is a 10 day out from from the NFL draft pawn because we have heard Will Levis heavily for number 1, we've heard him heavily for number 2, we've heard him heavily for number 4. If it was one of those spots, I'd believe it. All of them? What I'm I'm supposed to believe that all of a sudden we're all getting the same amount of info that every team in the NFL is high on Will Levis. I think it's a pawn. Me too. I'm with you. I think this picks CJ Stroud. So I yes. Now my gut feel is Richardson because of what I said about Ballard, but there also mm-hmm. is no logical reason why this pick should not be CJ Stroud. I I have I have two reasons why I think that it's Stroud. The first one is I believe it was Ballard who said this. Uh, this was a couple of weeks ago that I and I believe he said it kind of like in a joking, lighthearted tone. I'm not worried because a lot of you guys are talking about the quarterback that 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 we're gonna take, and he's like, that's not even the quarterback that we like the most, and you guys are talking about. And at the time, we were only talking about Anthony Richardson or Will Levis going to the Colts. I don't really think that anybody was talking about CJ Stroud going to the Colts because nobody thought that CJ Stroud was going to get past number one or two. Mm-hmm. I also specifically remember Ballard focusing on accuracy has mentioned the word accuracy multiple times. Now, of course, every general manager, every head coach wants their quarterback to be accurate. But when you continually bring that up and that's an emphasis point, you have an incredibly accurate quarterback with incredible fundamentals coming out who is very confident when playing within structure, but between the tackles wants to be a pocket passing quarterback. I think that's what they want. I I genuinely, I genuinely believe that if Stroud is on the board, he's going to, he's going to be their pick. I think that's CJ Stroud. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I've got some pretty good conviction there with Stroud being their pick. And he's there. I think we go with Stroud here because logic tells you that he should be the selection. If he made it to four. And that Ballard was right the whole time about not having to flip up to three. So it's true. It's true. So that makes number five really interesting. Mm -hmm. So I've heard two names. Well, no, Will Anderson fell here. I just realized that. I've heard three names here for Seattle. I've heard Anthony Richardson, like -hmm. everybody else has recently. I've heard they love Witherspoon. And I've heard they love Will Anderson. Now, that's a lot to unpack because Will being here is going to be a surprise to some. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I'm 
like I've said for a long time, like if any team will take Jalen Carter this early, it's Seattle because of their track record. Unless I'm being thrown off the path, I've heard they really are not sold on J like the risk with Jalen Carter. Ooh, now, that could okay. be thrown off the path. Okay, but I I have consistently been told that it they're kind of they're not their usual Seattle. Like we'll just take the talent. They are kind of walking on needles here a little bit. Like oh, mm. we because they like other players a lot where they don't have to. They're not like oh the board sucks. Let's take Jalen Carter. He's talented. It's like no, the board's great. These guys mm -hmm. are awesome. Mm -hmm. Where Where is your mind at with the three names that I said? Uh, I think Jalen Carter goes one of two places. Five to Seattle, six to Detroit. That's what I oh, think. I was thinking nine to Chicago. I don't think he gets that far, personally. Really? Okay. Um, that's. I could see somebody trading for him. I don't think Detroit takes him. I just cannot see Dan Campbell signing off on that. I can't get around it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, man. And it just depends how much you weigh Vegas into what you think might be happening. Because I feel like there's been a lot of buzz around the Lions and the Seahawks taking Jalen Carter. And I think his over-under set at like six and a half. So basically, like, are those two teams going to take him or not? And I believe now he's the betting favorite to go five. So maybe books just don't have a clue right now. Like you said, maybe they're being moved by money and not sources this year because this draft is super unpredictable. But I think that Jalen Carter does go one of these two spots. And and Will and Will Anderson goes the other one. Like that's it. The Lions me, would not pass on Will Anderson. I will tell you that with conviction. no, hundred percent. No, no. Yes. If if Will Anderson's there, they're absolutely taking him. But if Jalen Carter's there and Will Anderson isn't. I don't know. Kind of. I think they, they love take Witherspoon. Witherspoon, though. Yeah. They love Witherspoon. They take Witherspoon. I think they would take Witherspoon in that spot. I The one problem here is I don't know how much Seattle loves Anthony Richardson. Like, do they love him or do I they like him? No idea. No idea. No idea. Truly no idea. Um, That's a I, massive I, wild card. I lean Will Anderson here. Okay. And Witherspoon at six. Okay. We but can man, do that. But we can do that. The thing is, I'll tell you with this, if you think Carter is going at five or six, like Witherspoon's not making it by the Raiders. So it is easy. He's easy mm -hmm. to project. Like he's right in the middle of the top 10 in multiple spots in a row. Seattle, Detroit, and the Raiders. Man, I can Seattle really pass on Will Anderson at five, man? He is just that's, so good. That's the thing. Everything I'm hearing says Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter. But... If you plug in Will Anderson to the Seahawks, I go, yeah, it makes total sense. If you plug in Devon Witherspoon to the Lions, I go, yeah, it makes total sense. Yep, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Let's go, let's go, Anderson, and then Devon Witherspoon, then, and then the Raiders at seven become wildly interesting. I think it's Christian Gonzalez. I think so too, and I'm glad we landed there. Yeah, the, the Gonzalez spots are seven and eight. And 10. Yep. I've heard yep. seven, eight, 10. Um, I have heard, and this doesn't really shock me with their regime. The Raiders won't take the Jalen Carter swing if he made it. Um, now, once again, everybody yeah. could be trying to throw off the tracks because they want Jalen Carter to fall. But I, when I like say that back to people, they're like, don't overthink this one. And I'm like, okay. All right. Mm. Like it's, it has not been a good process for him. He is so talented that he will still go in the top 10, I believe. But it has not been a good process for him. But I'm with you. I think Christian Gonzalez goes seven to the Raiders. They want a corner, and they want one of those top two corners badly. 
Uh, I think the Falcons are trading back. Makes a lot of sense. Anything um, here is probably a reach. Right. I, I will say one thing I did here, mm-hmm. and I just I just cannot but I cannot sell myself to this. I heard that with all the money they spent on defense in free agency, mm-hmm. that Arthur Smith was kind of trying to use that to be like, can I take B. John Robinson? Like we I allocated mean, all of that money, which they did a good job in free agency. This Falcons defense looks a lot different. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they did draft a couple edge rushers last year. Like, let's not bury those guys yet. I have heard that, and it's very classic Arthur Smith, that they they do love B. John Robinson, but there is a team building aspect there. Like, are we going top five tight end, top 10 wide receiver, top 10 running back, and then starting Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke? Here's what I, here's what I think they want to do. I think Atlanta at eight is going to get on the phone with both the Titans at 11 and the Texans at 12. I think they're going to try as best they can to play against one another. And maybe even look, I've heard this too. Patriots potentially at 14. We've got two quarterbacks still on the board, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, right? All of a sudden with both of those guys on available at number eight, a lot of teams could consider calling, right? I think that Titans will call. Texans will call, Patriots will call, Commanders will call. I don't I don't think Atlanta's going to want to get past 16, but you've got five takers for teams that could want to move up for one of those two quarterbacks that are there. I think Atlanta wants to move back a little bit, either to 11 or 12, because I think they want to pick B. John Robinson. And I think they want to say, and I think they want to say, we yeah. moved back, we got extra picks, we got out of the top 10, and we got still drafted B. John Robinson. I, I think our move here is to get Houston back up. I really do. I also think that Houston I, will move back up. I don't I, think Ran will be as aggressive. And he doesn't, because he doesn't need to be. He just got the job. Right. They have Tannehill on the expiring. You don't need to do anything crazy. I think Houston, the coals under the feet of Casario are a little different. Yep. So I think and, I think this is I think this is the Houston spot. And like I said, I think this is their plan all along to let quarterbacks fall and then get aggressive as they see it. So we'll give up 12, we'll give up eight. And then the Texans are going to give, I don't, I don't know what the value is right in front of me, but probably 65. So the early, the early third round pick, I think it's the first pick in the third round. And then probably something late, either 203, 230. Yep. So let's go 203. So the Falcons then get a couple of extra picks, maybe gives them a little bit of ammunition to move up back into the first round, which I feel like they would want to do. So Houston's so on the clock at eight. You, you think they're going to go Levis? Because I think Levis. I think it would be Levis here. Okay. All right. So we'll go it Levis be, at eight. But I think it's what they'll do. Chicago, Jalen Carter at, at Yeah, at I think I, the combo I always found when asking about the top 10, like I'll ask someone – that I really, really trust that has the best feel landscape wise. And we'll go through all the scenarios like you and I, exactly like you and I just did. And you land on two or three players at each spot and you kind of rank mm-hmm. the odds. And and then every time Chicago is the one at nine where this person and someone else I trust go, no one knows. Like the league doesn't have a feel. They just don't have a feel. They can trade out again. Yeah. They can trade mm-hmm. out again. They can go O-line. They could. And for me, that brings me back to you just take the talent, right? I know it's risky 
but it's also Jalen Carter at nine. He might be the best player in the entire draft. It doesn't feel like they're... I have not heard enough hype about Skaronsky going to this team. Plenty no, I haven't pe- heard any of that. Plenty of people have, have plugged him into this spot. I've done it before. But only from a talent perspective. I have not heard a single person plug Peter Skaronsky into the Chicago Bears because they've heard something. That's so... I'm going to stay away from Skaronsky here. Carter's on the board. Uh, apparently, they've done a lot of research and and put a lot of time into Nolan Smith as well. I think Nolan Smith um, made that information public that the Eagles and the Bears were the two teams that he spent the most time with. But I don't know. Are they going to draft a smaller edge rusher? I, yeah. I, I think they should go Carter here. I think, so I, too. I think Carter's a, a good plan. And that puts the Eagles up at number 10. So Skaronsky's got pretty high odds for the Eagles at 10. He ends up making it here. They do like Bijan Robinson, but I just don't think the Eagles are going to take Bijan. It's not their thing. I just just don't think they're going to do it. I've asked a lot about that one, and I get the same response of it. It's just not Howie. It's not. They don't do it. It doesn't matter who it's for. They don't do this. Instead, Son Reddick is on this team. That is who a lot of people comp Nolan Smith to. Hassan Reddick has two years left on his deal. You cannot move on from him this year, but you can move on from him next year, although he's got three void years on his contract, so I don't know. And he was so good. I'm leaning Nolan Smith. That's that's where I'm leaning. Hassan Reddick. But it's just I mean, another, they it's, a, it's another speed edge rusher. They have a house money pick here. Let's call it what it is. This is a legitimate house money pick. Paris is gone in this situation. Mm-hmm. If they view Skaronsky as a guard, they're not going to take him at 10. Right. They have to view him as a long... It could be a short-term guard, but a long-term tackle. I, I And I think Nolan Smith's going early. This could also be a spot where I wouldn't be surprised to see Lucas Van Nesco too. I will say that, but I I would probably lean Nolan Smith. I'm I'm gonna lean Nolan Smith too. I think the league's a lot higher on Nolan Smith than they are Lucas Van. Ness. Yeah, so he goes so, ten. So we'll go ten here. Titans at eleven. I mean that Richardson, right? Yeah, it's got to be Richardson. Yeah, Rand Carthen, University of Florida graduate, played at Florida. He's either going to be all in on Anthony Richardson or all out because you know that guy's going to get exactly what he needs to hear from the people at Florida who coach him. 100%. So what process was he just a part of for a traits-based quarterback in the top 15? Trey Lance. And I'm not using that against the pick here. I'm saying Mm -hmm. that's a traits-based pick, Trey Lance. Guy didn't have a lot of playing time. Yeah, because if you – and also if you've – if they've lost faith in Malik Willis, like Peter King reported in his column yeah. and his mock draft out this week, on that, right? You're out on Malik Willis. You've got one more year max of Ryan Tannehill, but you're basically blowing this thing up. If you draft Richardson, then you can cut Tannehill immediately, and you can almost just restart everything there. I don't think the Tennessee Titans are a good environment for Richardson to get dropped into, but him and Derrick Henry in the same backfield. 
Good luck. It's a lot good of luck beef. Defend, good luck defending the run. They got to, their offensive line's got to get a lot better. But I you think Richardson say, here? I've got no, I've got no other I've got no other sources on Tennessee. I really I'm don't. just struggling with him falling so far. Like part of me says Skaronsky, but or JSN, but he's falling. I, I you got to get Richardson off the board. Richardson's range was always the most volatile. It was always going to be the biggest. Yeah, because if you love him, you would take him at three and you wouldn't blink. Yeah. But how many teams love him? I think it's Richardson. Okay. All right. Richardson. Tennessee, Tennessee's tricky. Yeah, they are. So uh, Falcons back up at 12. I think it's, we know it's what we're doing. Bijan. Yeah, it's Bijan. Bijan's gone. I think they're. I think they want to hone in on Bijan. They just want to go about it the right way. Packers at thirteen. This is the first mock draft we've done since the Aaron Rodgers trade. First That's of right. all, congratulations, my Thanks, friend. What Welcome a, to the week. land of expectations and being incredibly stressed when your team barely loses a game every single week. With a near forty-year-old but still great quarterback. It's going to be a fun year for you. I can't wait it, for it the uh, the the pod recap episodes every single Sunday. Um, it is going to be a good time. Although it's going to be hell for our schedule if the Jets really play six primetime games like Adam Schefter claims. Jets haven't been on Sunday Night Football in like 12 years. 12 uh, years. It's all right, sophomore well, in college. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll have to call up or text Chris and just be like, Chris, Figure it out. Move, move along here. We got a podcast to do. Yeah, we have Come things on. to do. Um, so what do okay. we, what, all right. So Packers are 13. Can I run you through my thoughts here? Please. The people want Jack Smith and Jiggle. They really do. I, where is any evidence that that I, would ever happen? I'm with you. It's logical. They should do it. JSN is worth it. The fans want it. It helps Jordan love. No, sh- no I'm not going to say no shot. I don't think they do it. I don't think they do it. The only threshold outlier I think they have drafted is Jair Alexander. I think he's the only one. Now, you could say Jack Smith and Jigba should be another size outlier that you should draft, but I don't know if they're going to do that. They just don't really do that. Tight end, okay, maybe, but here's the thing about tight end for the Packers because there's a lot of people saying Darnell Washington, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid. Sure, getting the guys at the top of the list is nice because you think that they're higher in talent. But Green Bay just acquired an extra second-round pick, a decently early second-round pick, mid-second-round pick, I guess is probably an easier way to say it. But this tight end class is deep. A good yep. chance one of Luke Musgraves, uh, Sam Laporta, or Tucker Kraft is going to be sitting there available for you in the middle of the second round. I think this is edge rusher or offensive tackle for the Packers. I, I, think I agree. I think it's either Darnell Wright or Miles Murphy. Those are the two players that I think – the Packers are going to draft. I keep coming back to Miles Murphy. I do he too. Just, he just, they are kind of becoming predictable. And maybe that's why everybody will be wrong this year. Maybe this is the year. Like they get rid of Aaron Rodgers and they just release all their demons and they are a totally different operation. <laughs> but I don't maybe. believe it. I don't believe it. I will, I'll, I'll caveat it like this. I will applaud goody who i have killed in a couple of drafts on my live draft coverage i hated their first round last year despised it and i feel good about that if they mm-hmm. take jsn it's brilliant it's great it makes the pick swap with the jets that much better in the rogers trade i just don't believe it yet trevor i think we are aligned on miles murphy in this spot okay we're going miles murphy at 13 patriots I'm at sorry 14. packers fans i hope we are wrong 
I really um, do. So Skaronsky is here. He is. It's got to be Skaronsky, right? Who else do they, they think he's a tackle? I think they just think he's a good offensive player. Arm, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Probably. Probably. I, th- I think it's Skaronsky. I think the so, on- The only other... Man, I don't even... I mean, corner... A bigger corner. So like Joey Porter Jr., but are you taking Joey Porter Jr. over, over Peter Skronsky? It's no, I, he can't. That's that. bad business. No, you can't be doing that. We're taking Skronsky for the Patriots. So the and Jets this, are on this, the clock. This sets up a wonderful scenario that I, I have been dying to hear from you since the Jets trade went down. And you also tweeted about this today, about some interesting scenarios, because it's always been offensive line. And Broderick Jones is on the board still. He is. But there's other scenarios that you think could be a play here. Break it down for me. Three players right now I'm looking at in this spot. And I don't know if all three will be here on draft night, maybe. Broderick Jones, who Jets fans have heard it so many times, they probably turn a podcast off when they hear it. Jackson Smith and Jigba, because why the hell not? Mm. Which part of me wonders, the Green Bay have to swap with the Jets to prevent that. I don't know. We don't think Green Bay is is cleansed and they're going to do this, but maybe it's part of it. If they do, we can justify it. Absolutely. Because we can see it, but I don't the know. The third one, Trevor, mm-hmm. because he just he's so perfect in their defense and they've been really so patient with the market, which is odd, is Kalaja Kansi. Mm-hmm. It's it, Sala bangs the table for pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Have they had Kansi in? I don't think so. Do you know? Do you, yeah, I was. Gonna I have say, a lot of their visits. Um, they've oddly had a lot of tight end visits. They've been all in on the centers before they re-signed Connor McGovern. The only edge that I have on my list that they did a pre-draft visit with was Ojolari, which was like, mm. um. So McShay, McShay said they could go Kalijah Kansi if the top three offensive tackles are gone. One of them is still available. Broderick's still here. He is still here. He My, says that he he said no on Darnell Wright. By the way, in that same in the same. They, they just um, can't go podcast. weight issues again. I, man, this is more. This is tougher than I thought. Like I'm still Broderick in front of the pack, but I think I think JSN and Kansi. Being here makes such a fascinating case. Well, here's so. If they think Dwayne Brown is their guy next year, they right. can take the offensive line depth in round two. They still have pick 43 and they go talent here. Like the majority of teams I talk to view JSN as a significantly more talented player than Broderick Jones right now. Can't see, I can't get a read on because. Not a lot of teams deploy a 281-pound defensive tackle, but the Jets would. The Jets would. Broderick's so boring, but it's like you just fall back to it every time. But where does he play for the Jets next year? Maybe he doesn't have to. I mean, like, that's, right? Like, that's the luxury you want. Yeah, you're If right. your offensive line's good enough and Broderick gets to sit for a little bit, we already talked about how he's a raw player. Yeah. Gets to sit behind a veteran. Oh, man. 
I think I go Broderick personally. I think we go Broderick. But Cansey is a wild card. Cansey and JSN I have made this super interesting. I just don't think the NFL is going to take a 280-pound D-tackle this high. I know. But he is one hell of a football player. I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh, we're going Broderick. Okay. But I do think it's good we talk through the scenario because it's not a guarantee Broderick is here. And then I think it would be Cansey or JSN. Um, I have I have some conviction on Washington's pick at 16. Good. Is it non-Joey Porter conviction? I think it's I think it's Lucas Van Ness. Wow. Let's I think it's roll. Lucas Van Ness. They did not pick up Chase Young's fifth year option. Yeah, that surprised me. Well, knee injury hasn't been as productive as they wanted it to be. It's no guarantee that he will. They're kind of lighting a fire underneath them. I think that it is well within the realm of possibility that Chase Young could have a monster year this upcoming year, and they still bring him back and pay him. However, they already have a ton of money in John Allen and Deron Payne. They do. Montez Sweat and Chase Young will now both be unrestricted free agents next year. If you're going to sign one to a monster deal, you're probably not going to be able to sign the, the other. I think, I think at best... Washington has put themselves in a scenario where they can only bring back one of those guys. Maybe both of them aren't on the team next year. I don't know. Shoot, I think the trade Chase Young might be a trade candidate during the draft. I don't know how I don't know exactly how they feel about him, well, but be- he could even be a trade piece that we see unfold this weekend. That being said, I think Lucas Van Ness if he makes the 16 is their kind of player. I think he's going early, so I see it. Okay. Van Ness at 16 to Washington. We have not had that pick all year. No, no, that's a new one. The Steelers at 17. This has to be Darnell Wright. Yes or no? Uh, yeah, I think it's Darnell yeah. Wright. Yeah, yep. I think so too. I think they're in yep. on the tackle class. They yep. might be in on maneuvering to figure out how to secure one. But in our scenario, they didn't maneuver, so they take Wright. Yep. The line's at yep. 18. Do we think they're a little bit more in on wide receiver than we initially thought? No, I don't no. think they're in on wide receiver. They, I do not think they're in on wide receiver. Where are you looking? They got a corner for us here in the first round with Witherspoon. Um, I think it's Brian Branch. Elijah Tell you a sneaky one. What's oh, a sneaky one? Sneaky one is Will McDonald. I think that'd be a. I think that'd be a low ROI on what they currently already have. You know, I don't necessarily think it's the play. I also keep coming back to that. Like Kincaid is going earlier than Weber, I think. Kincaid was the toughest one on my final mock draft that I did. Because it feels like he's going earlier than we've projected. I Lines think here this, are tough. I think this could be a Kincaid spot. I think so too. Like this makes sense for Kincaid if they like him. And they get pass catching help. They're going to be without Jamison for six games. Big athletic pass catching help. Mm -hmm. So, like when Jamison comes back, you still have that element in your offense. Nothing. You're balanced. I think I lean Kincaid here. Okay. All right. I do know. I'll say this now. 
uh, the Chargers really like Kincaid. But in this scenario, he doesn't make it to them. Hmm. Your Bucks, man. I don't. Easy. I don't. I don't freaking know. Easy. Easy. Good. I think it's Anton Harrison. Wow. I think if the board falls exactly like this, I think it's Anton. So he Harrison. makes it to the first round. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think so. All right. You know, I'm not going to argue. Anton they Harrison need. A, they need. The they need a left tackle. They, they do. No, they, they are they literally have, going into the year without a left tackle. They have no left tackle right now. Which None. is a wild and I, way and to I, live. And I think the interest is very, very real. Uh, PeterReport.com, Scott Reynolds is really reliably accurate when it comes to his Bucks best bets on his final mock draft. And he had Anton Harrison at offensive tackle. Wow. As long as he checks the boxes that the Bucks need him to check, I don't know if there's going to be a board that will fall, realistic board that will fall the way where they don't take one at 19. So, wow. Harrison at 19. All right. Seattle's on at 20. JSN, baby. JSN. He's BPA. He's fallen too far. I don't think he makes it here in the real draft. This has just been kind of funky. But you never know. Yeah. JSN at 20. He's too good. Play the slot for him. Oh, this is... What a pick. Seattle walks out of this draft with Will Anderson and Jackson Smith and Jigwood. It'd be my favorite draft immediately. Really? Chargers at 21. I'll tell you another name I've heard besides Kincaid. Quentin Johnston. Mm. is a recent name I've heard. I've heard Jordan Addison. I just keep hearing pass catcher for the Chargers over and over and over again. I got a, I got a, I got a different pass catcher for you. You looking at Zay? No. Okay, good. I haven't heard anything concrete about this. Other than doing some research on some top 30 visits and realizing that the Chargers aren't necessarily locked into taking a player that's been a widely reported top 30 visit over the last couple of years. What about Jameer Gibbs? Think about it. Okay? I think they're on running back too. The team what's going on wants with to get faster. The team wants to add more speed to the offense. Now we always think of wide receiver because we, we know that they want to add deep speed. This is a tough draft to force yourself into a wide receiver because none of the three that are on the board are like, yeah, we got to have them first round deep threat kind of players. Jameer Gibbs alleviates you of the Austin Eckler problem. If you believe that's a problem. And what's what we what, what is what we have said about Austin Eckler in, in, in with the chargers the whole time. You can't get rid of this guy because he's way too much of your offense. Not only is he the guy who's carrying the ball out of the backfield, but he is a major part of their receiving game. Jameer Gibbs led Alabama in both rushing grade and receiving grade this past year. We know what he could be out of the backfield, and he's one of the most electric playmakers we have in this class. So if the Chargers are looking to get faster, more dynamic, Jameer makes a lot of sense. I haven't heard it, but it just makes a ton of sense to me. If you, heard, yeah. if you think they're going wide receiver, we can go wide receiver here, but I wanted to speak my piece about it. All I've heard with Gibbs is that wherever you think he's going, it's higher consistently because B, it's it's the Bijan right. effect where wherever you thought Bijan was going, it's higher. And that trickled down to Gibbs because all the teams at the middle of the back end of round one that thought they were going to get Bijan go, well, I also love Gibbs, so I'll just take Gibbs. I have, I have also heard that the Miami Dolphins like Jameer Gibbs a lot. Sucks and to suck. Where there is a, 
there is a chance that they are they were looking to move some assets to oh, move wow. up back into the first round and get them. That would cost like a good player. It's a it's a winning window for them though, you know. You're right. That would be something if Miami finds their way back into this first round and gets more speed on an offense that's just filled with speed. So gives it 21. I think is where I we think, land. I, I I think I think I'm going gives it 21. I like running back to the Chargers and have liked that for quite a bit. If we nail that one. Oh, man. You you guys owe us 100 comments to help out the algorithm. And you have to watch every single summer video four times. And you have to watch every summer video four times. So, Jameer gives 21 to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Here we are with the Ravens at 22, Vikings at 23. I'm going to say this, Connor. I think somebody else is making these picks. I agree with you. And I think Buffalo is one of them. So I have been told that Buffalo is also a team that is not going to pick in the first round. Interesting. Trading back. Who the hell comes into 27 and for what? I don't know. Oh, and but Hooker. I Hooker. don't that's I don't think. Buffalo likes this class at all whatsoever. I think they're trying to, I think they're like, we got too many guys that we like that we think are mid and we're going to stock up on maybe next year's class. If guys, I'll say this Trevor, if Joey Porter is here, I think the Ravens take him. I do. I think they want a corner. They just don't think one's going to be here. Yeah. But what if Deontay Banks is a better football player that I listen, Banks or Porter. (laughs) Banks or Porter? Um, I think uh, probably Porter, right? Yeah. I think he'll go first. I think Joey Porter Jr. Boy, are the Vikings tough. They need a little of everything, it feels like. They're they're trading back. But who wants 23? Uh, I think the Saints are trading up just to do it. Because that's all they ever do. Correct. I think the Saints are trading up. For either Brian Brzee or, or Keon White. That's what I think. Ooh, that's hot. Yeah. Brzee makes a lot of sense for them. I wouldn't go up for him. Right. That's the tough part for me. Why would you go up for him? Because New Orleans has picked first round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, fifth round, seventh round, seventh round. Why would you go up? That's what so they're trying to give yourself. up a fifth rounder. Who are they trying to give this up to? Let's see. Minnesota's got a one, a three, a four, a five, and a six. So they can give up mm. a sixth. They need picks. Yeah, they do. So they can give up uh maybe shoot. Even give up two fifths. Anyways, um Minnesota Deontay Banks is here. Feels difficult for them to pass on Deontay Banks. Yeah, it just feels like he goes in the top twenty three. I also think that Hender Hooker goes in this draft, though, and this feels like the last spot, right? Yeah, because the problem is a team from the second round would trade into one of like the Bills and all those spots to get him, and we don't uh, we don't know who's going to do that. Yeah. So Banks um, or Hooker? Order. Because who's going to trade? I know what guy? I'm going to argue for Jacksonville at 24. That's away from what we've always done. Okay, what? Who? If not Brian Branch, it would be Keon White, I would argue. 
God, be just such a Trent Paulkey pick. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so we going. Hey, what are we let's doing go, for Minnesota? Let's, let's let's go Hendon Hooker at twenty three. Okay. Okay, then. All right, let's go to go to twenty four for the Jags. I'm. I mean, Deontay. I like Deontay Banks. I, they've had him in for a visit. I know okay. they're at his pro day. They could so use another like, corner. They could. They like Banks a lot. We've we've had Branch here a ton, almost all the time. Which, by the way, don't get duped on the sports books, folks. Don't do not get played. You can get played because right now, I think the odds for the Jags to draft a safety first is like plus three thousand. NFL.com does not have Brian Branch listed as a safety. That, they have that's them, they have them listed checked. as a corner. That's what I just checked. They're definitely going by NFL.com, which lists him as a cornerback. Yep. All so right, do so not get you, played, folks. So what were you thinking here? I, I'm we wondering, have... like, am I playing myself? I just feel like they go with a big athletic edge in Keon White. When they I, Banks Banks actually probably makes the most sense though here. Banks does. Banks makes the most sense here. You get a long athletic corner. Let's see. Branch might not go in the first. He's not a lock to go in the first round. No, I agree. I agree. Keon feels like a like a Jags type. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Unless the Packers take him at thirteen. I mean, he got invited to the draft, so we figure he's gonna be. He did visit Jacksonville. He did. Yes. Oh, I just, no. I just googled that. I think we go Keon White. Okay. All right. All right. Ah, oh, man, are we playing ourselves? Banks makes so much sense. Banks didn't get invited to the draft, right? Ooh. Or did he? Did he not? Or did he? Or did he just say no? Oh. I don't see anything on it. Or did he tell him to pound sand? Yeah. <laughs> Such an <laughs> underrated saying. <laughs> uh, let's go Keon White here. We can go We're Keon going White. Keon White. It feels very Jags. It does. Is it a little, little silly with them just drafting Trayvon Walker? Yeah. Actually, very silly with them just drafting Trayvon Walker. <laughs> We're trying to predict things, not... We are. The hardest part, and I want people to listen to me, the hardest part about predicting the NFL draft is not putting good players in good situations. 100%. It's, a, it's about predicting a team doing something Illogical. stupid that yes. you know is going to happen. You just don't 100%. know exactly what that thing is. That's about 80% of this job. For kids listening that want to grow up to be an NFL draft analyst, 80% of the job is figuring out who's going to be an idiot. <laughs> I like Keon White. So... I don't want it to come off that way. It's just no. interesting the way the board broke that there are a lot of better players here. And Keon is a high potential player. but For sure. Converted tight end, athletic. Giants at 25. This one feels a little easier. Although Deontay Banks being here is a bit of a surprise that throws a wrinkle into it for I me. Was, I was going to say, what's the easier to you? The easy one is they're, they've been all over Quentin Johnston. 
but I know they've been all over this corner class, and I didn't I didn't expect Banks to be here. I think Banks. I think Banks too. Yep. They'll they could wait on wide receiver. Yep. I agree. And our wide receiver slides continues. We've had one go in this draft. I'm telling you, and I think I'm it's not three shocked. max. It's three max. The under three and a half was hot sauce. I think it was under four and a half at one point. Mm. It's free money. Some of you are just taking the books for a ride right now. Telling the sports books to pound sand. <laughs> <laughs> 26 oh, to Dallas Cowboys. I got um, two names here. I got one. Okay. So who are your two? Michael Mayer and Will McDonald. Michael Mayer. Yep. If Michael Mayer makes it to 26, he's got to be the pick, right? They're they're picking him. They got to pick. He's got to be the pick. What what a great what him. a great pick that would be for the Cowboys. That would be uh, I've been told that it's like very that. likely the Buffalo Bills are not picking here at 27. But we're not really doing trade back up into the first round kind of an yeah, exercise that here. Get, that gets a little wild. Right, it gets messy. Well, I mean, what are they Okay, I think I'll throw my. I like Khalil Shakur, so I kind of hate that I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. But say Flowers. Already... Mm. A Y. I'm it's I'm taking a wide receiver here. I'm or not. Are you not? Okay, who do you like? Talk to me. Osiris Torrance, or, or. Drew Sanders. Ugh. Those are the two Man. that I think Buffalo would be in on. To replace Edmonds? Mm-hmm. He's got the pass oh, rush ability to him. Man. He could play next to Milano, who's super reliable. You can let Drew cook. Let I Drew don't know. I, do, I, do, I don't know what the... I also think that the Bills are probably going to be heavily in on Jack Campbell. Like, I think it Jack Campbell's... Sense. There's their round two pick right there. Or trade right. out of this pick and take him later. Oh, but Branch is here too. Branch is here. Branch, a good football player. Branch is good. What's their safety situation with, with Poyer and Hyde? Well, they got Poyer back, and then Hyde is probably on his last year. I'm going to double check that right now. I am. I'm looking up. Yeah, Hyde's on his last year, and then he's got three void years added on. Ooh. And he's 33 this year. He's, yeah, he's 30. Poyer was a surprise that he went back, but good for the Bills. He is on a two-year deal. But a lot of the guarantees are this year. So they can get flexible there. It's not crazy even... to take. I haven't heard them connected to Brian Branch, but just it's not insane at all. Hmm. I just wonder think... if they take a wide receiver. My vote is my vote's either Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders. I'm gonna be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they I don't think pick either are going in the first round. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think either are going in the first round. I really I'm, don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up live on the show. What are their just, odds I'm, to go in the first round? No, I'm I'm gonna look up who they're picking. Just you know. Because <laughs> it's available. I, oh, I want to I see wish. what either either of their odds are to go. That's what round. I'm wondering, too. That's what I'm checking here. All right. First round, 
Jack Campbell plus 300. Drew okay. Sanders minus 105. Yeah, lock it in, baby. Mm, stupid sports books. Lock it in. Man, that's just ugh. Drew Sanders, right. you are. Drew Sanders, you are a Buffalo. You are the Buffalo Bill. Mm. Uh, Bengals 28. No Bijan, no Gibbs, no Mayer. Yikes, a Rue. I got a name for you. Please give me something to chew on. I don't know if you're going to like it. Probably in not. Fact, I hated your last one. In fact, I know you're not going to like it. Emmanuel Forbes. Well, horrific. No, I shouldn't say horrific. He's he's well, he's liked more by the NFL. A lot, by a lot. Uh, by, by a, a lot. lot. And they do need a corner, I feel they like, need, long they term. Need, they need playmakers. They need ball skills. I guys. really like Cam Taylor Britt. They have Mike Hilton, Chidobia Wouzier. I don't know. I've heard Forbes. That you is what I have Forbes. heard. Yes. This is not a me plugging this in. Okay. Let's go Forbes. I, I just don't like how the board broke for them at all. Saints. This to me is Brzee or Branch. I think it's Brzee. I think so too. He's just their kind of defensive lineman. And this is where he's valued rather than earlier. I think the Saints are going to draft either Brzee or Keon White. That's what I think. And Keon's gone here. Correct. I'm with you. All right, Brian Brzee to the Saints at 29. Eagles, 30. Who do we have them take it to 10? Nolan, oh, Nolan Smith. Smith. Hmm. Do we think Torrance is going first round? I think it's fringe. And when I say that about a guard in the first round, I go, no. Eagles at 30. What about is definitely, Washington? Uh, that's a fun one. I've heard none of that. No, I've, no. I've, I've, I have not heard this connection one time. I'm starting to wonder if Darnell is not going in the first round anymore. I don't know if I don't know if he is. I don't know. I have no idea. Be crazy to me. Could they take interior line here though? Yeah, that's is, why I wonder if is if, Torrance their type. Yeah. I would. Because I would like. Yeah, because you'd be able to play Torrance at guard because. Yeah, you're not you're not playing Jurgens at guard. I don't right. think I, so. I think everyone's just like slotting Cam Jurgens at guard, and he's it's not a guard. Six two, three oh three. Okay, I'm measuring him up against interior offensive linemen. Let's just measure him up just against guards. It's got to be a very low percentile weight. He is tenth percentile in height, sixteenth percentile in weight. Obviously, he's fast as hell for a guard. Because he's a center. What was um? I want to look at not that lines fully matter at this point of the draft, but I'm curious what the juice is on him. Is he not listed? He's not listed. He's no, he's not on the board here to be a first round pick. Now that doesn't mean anything at all. 
Who? It's just that Torrance. He's not on the board to be a first round pick. No, you can't get his odds at what I. Oh no, he is. He was hiding. He's minus one seventy five. <laughs> I think this spot is him or Avila. Then Torrance. Then and it's Torrance. Yeah. Who I yep. rank higher. Yes. So the Eagles take Torrance. Yep. We're thinking wide receiver here, right? I like Quinn Johnston here. I do too. And I know Zay Flowers is friends of Patrick Mahomes is all the rage. Um, I like Quinn. I, I still think Quinn Johnston goes in the first round. Now here's the stick of dynamite for the Bills and the Chiefs is the constant rumors about DeAndre Hopkins. If the Chiefs get nuke, then the Chiefs. Isn't in, in Hopkins going to the Ravens? Is he? Not, not that that's official. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I was as like, if it's official. how casual were you just now? No, I went, okay, so like Lamar. You're more tweeted, casual than a hoodie in a wedding. And so, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't he going to the Ravens? You didn't hear? Lamar, Lamar tweeted out the cryptic emoji. And then no, brother. I feel like people were just like, oh, they got Hopkins. Because like his list of demands was like Odell and DeAndre Hopkins. I, I love the quarterback list these days. And it's then, like, I, this is he, complete hearsay, but it's like, oh, I'll sign the deal that you guys have out there for me if you go get DeAndre Hopkins and Odell. And they bring back Sammy Watkins and Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I would go Quinn Johnson here. I would too. What's Quinn Johnson's odds to be a first round pick? Probably very high. Probably can't make a lot on that. Let's take a look. He is minus 400, Trevor. I think he's going in the first round. Yeah, let's do it. Giants would be in play. Chargers would be in play. Chiefs would be in play. Bills would be in play. Boom! There it is. The final one from this the group. final predictive. I, I'm going to be honest with you here. And maybe it's because we're like sweating it because we care so much about our last predictions and we want to be mm -hmm. right. That was a lot harder than I expected. Like 100%. Like. Yeah. Because there's, I, there's so yeah. many dominoes. It's this is mock drafting one on one, but it feels more so than ever this year. One pick changes your next 10 picks where you're going to be wrong because of something in front of you that. Like Number we ran into it, like we had to get Anthony Richardson off the board to 11 Tennessee, like he had to get off the board. Right. Yeah. Which but I, I also think that could happen. You know, I think so, too. We'll recap. We'll recap it for the good people. Uh, we had Bryce Young going number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Tyree Wilson going two to the Texans. Paris Johnson Jr., three to the Arizona Cardinals. C.J. Stroud to the Colts, four. Oh, the Will Levis bit. I hope we're wrong. I hope I'm just going to say it. I hope we're wrong. Will uh, Will Anderson to the Seahawks at five. Devon Witherspoon to the Lions at six. Christian Gonzalez to the Raiders at seven. Will Levis to the Texans at eight. Jalen Carter to the in a trade down with Atlanta, by the way. Jalen Carter to the Bears at nine. Nolan Smith, the Eagles at 10. Anthony Richardson to the Titans at 11. Where the Falcons ended up selected was number 12. B. John Robinson, running back from Texas. Miles Murphy to the Packers at 13. Peter Skaronsky to the Patriots at 14. Roderick Jones, the Jets at 15. Lucas Van Ness, the Commanders at 16. Darnell Wright, Steelers at 17. Dalton Kincaid to the Lions at 18. Anton Harrison to the Buccaneers at 19. Jackson with the Jigba to the Seahawks at 20. Jameer Gibbs to the Chargers at 21. Joey Porter Jr. to the Ravens at 22. Hendon Hooker to the Vikings at 23. Keon White to the Jags at 24. Yeesh. Uh, De Deontay Banks to the Giants at 25. That was mean. I shouldn't have said that. Keon's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, Michael Mayer to the Cowboys at 26. Drew Sanders to the Bills at 27. Emmanuel Forbes to the Bengals at 28. 
Brian Brzee to the Saints at 29, Osiris Torrance to the Eagles at 30, and Quentin Johnston to the Kansas City Chiefs at 31. My friend, do you have any final words before we get out of here? I think it's interesting. We went over one and a half running backs. We got two in here. Mm-hmm. We had two tight ends, Kincaid, Michael Mayer. Then only two wide receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba and Quentin Johnston. We did go with the five quarterbacks. We went over the four and a half quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, this is this is where we're at right now. And it's going to be fascinating to watch where the draft ultimately kind of zigzags uh, from what we expected for a long time. Because if we've been doing this long enough that there will be at least something that completely flips it upside down. I, I, I'm just, I'll tell you what I'm most fascinated by, Trevor. If we are on, because nobody else in the world, I think, is on this right now. That Will Levis has been a pawn for the Colts at four. I think he's. I think he's been a pawn. But besides you and I, every network that controls draft narratives is making it a lock. So we'll see. We shall see. Those are our thoughts on our final mock draft. Let us know what you guys think of the final mock here about what you think is going to be the final selection when your favorite team comes on the board, how you think the NFL draft is going to play out specifically in night one. We would love to hear from you. YouTube.com backslash at NFL Stock Exchange. Hit us up in the comments. Like the video. Subscribe. I just got to say this. We are, yes, (laughs) trigger those bells. I, I just want to say, Connor, we are so close to 10K. Man, we started this channel at the beginning of February, and here we are 24 hours out from night one of the NFL draft, and we are almost at 10K subscribers. Insane. Uh, My jaw figuratively on the floor because physically I couldn't do that, but y'all are just the absolute best. Thank you for rocking with us. All the incredible comments, all the views, everything. We got a lot more content obviously coming your way, so make sure you guys are sticking around for that. Audio only, people, if you want to get in on the comments and the opinions as well, at Tampa Bay Trey, at Connor J. Rogers on Twitter. It's the same thing on Instagram. We're going to be coming to you live. Live, folks, after night one of the NFL draft. Connor and I are going to stay up. I, I got to imagine. So when do you, so when do you, when are you I was going to say, of, we're going to talk through the podcast planning while doing the podcast right, right now. Right. When are you off of your draft night obligations? Because I'm on the desk for um pro football focuses show on night yep. one and i think that'll get done you know 30 minutes after the draft probably ends so do you have any we'll, idea when you're going to be home when we could go live? so we'll time up pretty well so i will be done when the draft ends because we are tape mbc we are taping for everybody that's asked okay. um if you didn't hear the last pod thank you so much for caring about where trevor and i will be draft night um and like trevor said he will be live for pff i will be mm-hmm taping analysis videos in our NBC studio and they'll be released right away. So you could watch, watch both at once. Um, so Trevor, I will be done when the draft ends, I will be done. I will. The good thing is at that middle of the night, there won't be any traffic back from Connecticut to Hoboken. So it'll probably time up just right when you are done, because it sounds like you are taping stuff after the draft a little bit. It'll take me about, I think 50 ish minutes to get home. So we will be on 12, 45 i was gonna say probably i i think if the draft the draft starts at 8 30 but technically i don't think we're gonna get the first pick until well the draft sorry starts at eight i don't think we're getting the first pick until like 8 30 because they always drum up the pageantry a lot kings of leon will come out and it's uh, like (laughs) you're just like what 
But I, to be fair, I've not watched the draft in like 10 years. Kevin Hart's um, going to say, so I don't know, like there's yeah, some something JJ yeah. Watt's going to come back for, I don't know, man. Like it's just, I, I, I don't get it either. The rock's going to do Rock's some there. sort the of Rock like a promo intro. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's probably going to get done around 1130, 1145. Yep. So why don't we just tell people somewhere between 1230 and 1am is when we are going to go live and we're yeah. going to give you our reactions to everything that we saw in the first round recap and everything, all the craziness that's going to happen, the picks, the trades, any veteran players that are moving. We know it's going to be a wild night. So just wanted you guys to look out for that. It's going to be right here on this channel. We yeah. will go live. We would love for all of you to, to be, be in on us. the chat. Hell I, yes. know, I, I know that it's, it's, it's late at night, but we know you guys are going to be buzzing. Or if you haven't, well, that's, that's true as well. But I want people in the comments, man. I want to go through. No, no, no. I It'll want... be early in the morning for some people. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Because the time changed and we got so many great listeners all across the world. We have international audience. That we are Mr. True. and Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> oh, man. Pitbull <laughs> couldn't evaluate anybody the way that we can. You don't know what Anton Harrison's past set looked like. <laughs> so come hang out with us. We want to react with all of you guys at the end of night one. It's going to be so much fun. So we're going to be live right here on this channel, somewhere between 1230 and 1 a.m. So NFL draft after party. It's going to be sick. <laughs> we're doing Smash shots. Subscribe. Smash subscribe. <laughs> please, please, please. Our families are starving. I am Trevor Sigmund. That is Connor J. Rogers. Thank you so much for listening to the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. We will see you guys after night one of the 2023 NFL draft. See you then.